You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to a good friend of the program, Andy Hart from Patriots Football Weekly, Patriots.com Radio. You can check out all that great content on the Patriots team channel here on TuneIn. Andy, we appreciate you taking the time. Let's start with the personnel changes on defense to begin the game in New Orleans. Malcolm Butler did not get the start. Was Bill Belichick sending a message to some players? Uh, it certainly seems that way. And, um, you know, Malcolm Butler's a guy that I think it was 38 straight games he had started, 33 regular season games. Um, I mean, this is a guy that well beyond the Super Bowl hero status was a Pro Bowl corner, number one corner the last two years. They matched him up with Antonio Brown multiple times, Odell Beckham. And now they're sort of trying to sell to us that it was a game plan decision. And I think Matt Patricia said, um, this year, what happened last year didn't matter, and this year we're putting the guys on the field that help us win. And um, so the implication there is they don't feel like right now Malcolm Butler is um, the right guy to help them win. They had Eric Rowe in the game to start, and obviously Stephon Gilmore, their big money corner. But this is a really interesting, um, I guess I'll call it a situation with Malcolm Butler coming off you know, the offseason where he was a restricted free agent. He visited the, t- uh, the Saints and I think a lot of people thought he was going to get traded to the Saints. Never happened. Um, was clearly upset he's not getting paid, and, and the guy across from him, Gilmore, is. Uh, and now he found himself in a reserve role. And he actually ended up playing quite a bit later in the game because Eric Rowe got hurt. I wonder what would have happened um, if Eric Rowe had not gotten hurt. We, you know, were we not going to see a ton of Malcolm Butler? So certainly something that bears watching. I can give you the most in- interesting information right now is um, we were sort of told that Malcolm Butler was going to talk to the media today down in the locker room, and they usually have a 45-minute window of, of player availability. They actually extended it by a good 15 minutes, um, sort of indicating that they were trying to find Malcolm Butler and bring him to talk to the media, and in the end, he never ended up speaking with the media. So uh, I really don't know what to make of the whole situation. Andy, when you when you see this team explode the way they did against the New Orleans Saints, of course that was one of the games I think – uh, this team may have needed after how they played week one against Kansas City. But when you have players like Danny Amendola, who's now cleared to practice, was cleared to practice because of the concussion, you had Hightower and his issues with Gronk. Um, give me your feeling of of the team and where they are, because injuries are happening extremely early uh, with this football team. Are, there, are they positioned to make the adjustments if needed uh, with guys like the marquee players that I just mentioned and, and guys who are big contributors on this team? Certainly in the regular season they are um, because you're going to see a lot of games. You know, last week they played a Saints team with a, with a really horrific defense, 32nd a year ago against the pass. They're already 32nd this year. You know, Brady did what he should do against a young, bad secondary and threw for 450 yards. This week you roll it forward, you're playing a, a Texans team that, that doesn't really have an offense right now. They're not able to score points. They still have a good defense, but they're still sort of a one-dimensional team. The Patriots should be good enough as constituted, even with the injuries, with Brady and sort of the other complementary players to win those games. The question is, if these injuries continue to sort of pile up, can you still be a top echelon team? Are you still better than Oakland or the Steelers or those types of teams that you're going to be battling in January to go to a Super Bowl. That's, that's the question. And we all know generally in the NFL, you don't get healthier as the year goes along. If you're dealing with a lot of injuries in week one, two, and three, um, it's a bad sign because it's a battle of attrition. That's what the cliche is. And, 
You know, even even if guys come back, they still a lot of these injuries linger or they re-injure them. Um, so yeah, they they have the talent to continue to win regular season games to probably win the division. But if you continue to lose key guys like a, a, an, an Edelman, and then Amendola is dinged up off and on down the stretch, or Gronkowski who didn't practice today, if this groin thing lingers, or he you know has another season where a couple different injuries pop up. Um, that really takes away what I think you had was a gap. The Patriots were the best team in the AFC, and there was a gap between them and the next team. I think that gap is closing because of health reasons. Andy Hart from Patriots.com Radio is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Andy, we saw Brady throw that touchdown pass to Rex Burkhead first half on Sunday. Is Burkhead's versatility going to be even more important with all the injuries we've been talking about at the receiver position? Yeah, I think it's not just Burkhead. It's James White, Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead. I think they have three pass-catching running backs who are probably better options than some of the receivers at this point. A guy like Philip Dorsett came in, actually played relatively well in New Orleans in just his second week on the roster. Um, but, yeah, as they try to fill that void at slot receiver with Amendola missing a game and things like that, I think Brady has trust in those running backs. And, you know, that quick, timely passing game that is, in the backbone of this New England offense forever, it seems. Um, you can continue that rolling if the running backs are doing that job uh, in a slightly different way than, than those traditional slot receivers. You know, the problem is Burkhead's banged up now. You know, he's got a rib injury um, that, that looks like it's going to be an issue for the time being. Um, the good news is Deion Lewis has been sort of a secondary factor so far. And, and as I said, they have James White. But, um, yeah, the depth of those passing backs is going to help fill in the void of receiver. With all those issues you just mentioned, uh, this is not the normal conversation of when it comes down to a New England Patriots team. How has Coach Bill Belichick adjusted uh, with all of this? Is, is it the status quo and how he approaches approaches practice, or you've seen him alter some things? No. You know, today they were out there in full pads, so it's not like he's giving up one of those, and they do that a lot Wednesday, middle of the week, um, full pad sessions. It's not like he's lightened things up any. Um, and I think he sticks with the traditional, you know, old school next man up philosophy. And, you know, it's worked for them over the years. They're, they were very fortunate last year. Rob Gronkowski was really the only key injury they suffered. They stayed very healthy. But there's been other times this team has gone to the playoffs, gone to Super Bowls with very long injury lists, long lists of guys on IR. And I think they stick to that format of we prepare guys to fill in. We prepare, and, you know, it's not just coach speak or player speak when they say, we prepare the backup like he's one play away. They do that. And I think he's going to stick to that philosophy and keep having physical practices in the middle of the week and just hope that maybe this is just a rash of luck early in the se- bad luck early in the season, and maybe things will turn around. But I haven't seen him really uh, panic or adjust in any way. It's, it's the status quo. Talking Patriots with Andy Hart on the NFL on TuneIn. Andy, the regular season trade deadline coming up next month. How much Jimmy Garoppolo trade conversation do you think you're going to hear from talking heads around the league? Maybe some talking heads. I don't think you're going to hear much from the Patriots themselves. Um, I don't think they have any intention of not only not trading him, but even discussing trading Jimmy Garoppolo in the middle of the year. Um, He is their insurance policy. If anything, I think they've seen injuries elsewhere, and they probably say, That's why we have Jimmy Garoppolo, in case one of those happens to be to the quarterback. Um, I do think you're going to hear some Patriots discussions. Um, They have been as active as anybody in the the trade market in recent years. Um, They add Kyle Van Oy, Eric Rowe, 
you know, way back in the day, Aqib Tlaib, they, they work the, the Jamie Collins a year ago, the surprise trade out of town. They work the trade deadline as well as anyone. And, you know, it wouldn't stun me if you hear the name Malcolm Butler brought up between now and the trade deadline often. Um, you know, I think this is his last season in New England. It, it looks like he's going to be elsewhere next year. If they feel like it's not going down the right road this year for whatever reason, they'll try to get something for him and move on from him just like they did with Jamie Collins last year. Um, I also wouldn't rule out a Deion Lewis trade. You know, that he's proven he's healthy, and if they feel like they can get somebody for him, I could see them trading Deion Lewis. So I think you'll hear the Patriots' name very active in trade talks, but I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo will be a part of it. Tom Brady has achieved the AFC Player of the Week award, marking the 28th time he's earned a Player of the Week honors. Um, he broke Peyton Manning's record. Uh, what, is, what do you see? I mean, I know we've already had this conversation of him being the GOAT. Uh, have you guys asked him the question, and, and, and how did he handle it if the question was asked of him? Or, in your mind, how do you think he's thinking of that award and that achievement of passing Peyton Manning? Well, I, I think he appreciates everything. Um, he, you know, he does the Bill Belichick thing where it's always be like, you know, there'll be a time to look back on that. And, you know, he obviously has a lot of respect for Peyton and what he accomplished, but he's in the midst of it. I mean, he's only a week removed here from sort of calling out his team and saying they – the attitude and competitiveness needed to be addressed after that opening night loss to the, uh, the Chiefs. So he is fixated on the job at hand. You know, even with the, the book, I'm sure you guys are well aware that the TB12 method book, um, lifestyle, whatever it's called, came out yesterday. But he's made it clear, you know, he's not looking to spend a lot of time promoting that. He did a CBS interview, and I'm not sure you're going to see much else about that book because it would be disrespectful to his team and everything he's sort of emphasized over the years if he fixated on these awards or the book or any of these other things it would be anti everything tom brady has been about um and i think tom brady is still about winning the football game for that week i think this week he's fixated on jj watt and whitney merciless and those guys that gave him a tough time last january in that playoff game you know hit him eight times and sacked him twice and had him in a tight ball game in the second half of of a playoff game so um you know he respects all that and i think he understands the importance of it, and he's proud of it. But for the here and now, it's it's sort of a, a secondary topic. Andy, great information as always. We appreciate the time. I'm sure you saw that the latest survey from Forbes magazine has the Patriots second only to the Cowboys in terms of franchise value, $3.7 billion. So if you want to ask for a raise, now's the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm actually personally responsible for the, <laughs> in the last couple of years. I'm the value. Yeah, forget about those Lombardi trophies. It's about Patriots.com radio. Thank you, Andy. That's right. We are everywhere. All right. See you guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.